We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bah, my, oh, my. Jim Schwartz winning the press conference. Oh, it should have been minus 10,000. That was, dare I say, Mike Leach-esque of story time with Jim Schwartz. I, I loved every I, second I of it. I am here for story time with Jim Schwartz. You and I asked. Well, okay, you didn't ask. I totally asked. I was like, I just, I want to win a press conference. It's It's been the, the cycle of negativity. I need it broken. I need good vibes. And, I mean, we went, we went Kirk Ferentz. We went the Belichick t- uh, turkey sandwich story. We went to Dino. We went to I'm, I'm thinking I mean, of all the, the first names. sentence was Dante Lavelli. Dante Lavelli, glue fingers. The second he had Lavelli, you looked at me across the board and said, "That's done." I mean, this, this we're, we're getting a Dante up. Lavelli reference in the first ninety seconds of this press conference. I think it's over. Dick and Dayton right now is just vibing like all of the older Browns fans who remember. Dante Lavelli, like that was like their favorite player growing up, are vibing right now off that Jim Schwartz press. I mean conference. the Saban story about the playbook. Mm-hmm. I it it was basically honestly. Listen, it was the we should have we could have just like sat by a fire, like a nice bourbon. Yeah, had a bourbon, had a bourbon, maybe a stogie. It's right? funny. I so I got a text from a, a buddy who used to work in Philly when Schwartz was there as DC, and he's like, I, I would. He said he'd literally go. Like track him down because Jim just loves to talk and tell stories, mm-hmm. and he's like he's literally like the most interesting man in the world. So it's funny you say that because in the beginning of the press conference, he's like, you know, the reason I got the job to succeed with with Bill Belichick in that setup, you had to like you had to be observative. He said three things. One of them was not talk. And about ten minutes into that press conference, I'm like, all right, you didn't have one of those three things. Yeah, you had the other two. You worked hard. You really had a good attitude. Yeah, the 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 not talking, I'm not buying at all. I I, lo- I loved every part of it. it I was, mean, it, it was it, what it was, was 20 it? minutes till we got a, a football. Question. It, it was it was so good just to hear like football talk mm-hmm. and to hear something that was not just canned and like the same old BS we yeah. always hear. And this is not going to guarantee this guy is going to have a lot of success. But I I I, I feel good about one thing. This 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 dude knows football. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, and he's, and he's had like every role in the business. Mm-hmm. So at his age, I, I think, I think he's ready. And I did not know about his health problems. Mm-hmm. So that makes a lot of sense as to why he kind of took a step back um, for a little while there in Tennessee. But I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm always leery when people mention a lot of names. He wasn't mentioning them. He as, was asked about them. He wasn't name dropping them. It was like they were just reference points to the the story that he was telling. And listen, I think there were a couple really important things there. One, he talked about accountability, saying if I'm doing my job right, our best players are being held most accountable. Yeah, the Malcolm Jenkins stuff was fantastic. Music to the ears. He talked about he watched enough film to have opinions on the Browns roster, but not so much that you know he's got a closed mind on where the roster is. And you also he kind of gave his thoughts on to him the best defense starts with a great pass rush, which which makes sense given his love of rushing four guys and dropping seven to cover. And maybe the most fascinating thing to me, Nick, listening to that press conference was, and and maybe this is is like music to Kevin Stefanski's ears, but when he was asked about the defensive staff, he's like, "This is Kevin's staff." Wasn't that great? And I'm like, "Whoa, that's like uncommon." Like usually, typically, you get a DC come in, big name. You know, he's going to throw his weight around and wants to bring his guys in. And I also didn't know that, like, when he went to Philly, he didn't bring any of his guys there either. Yeah. I, I, I kind of get the sense that he likes to coach coaches. Yeah. Which is which is different. Like, Yeah. Oh, it's a, yeah. And, it's and a honestly, totally. Like, I, I got a text from a buddy. He's like, this guy kind of sounds a little bit like Greg Williams. I'm like, I mean, he... Maybe football wise, mm-hmm. but way less arrogance. Oh, way less arrogance, way less egos. Listen, yeah. I wanted a, a one press conference. I got a press conference. We got a that was one by Jim Schwartz. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. We're going to react to what Jim Schwartz had to say, and we want want to hear what were your guys' biggest takeaways from Jim Schwartz? Did you? I know he won the press conference, but did you leave that press conference feeling better about? the defense in the hands that it's in. As, I wasn't bored, by the way. Uh, no, 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 no. And I, actually, I'll, I'll save it for just a minute from now because you tweeted something that I agree with 100% about and, what and we And by the way, Jim. my tweet was not a shot at anything. It was more nope. of a compliment to the guy. Yep. And uh, the defensive coordinator search is only the start of the offseason stories. Stay on top of everything from Berea and the rest of the league with each episode of its always game day in Cleveland featuring Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Get fresh episodes every Tuesday and Thursday at 923thefan.com or the Odyssey app. Um, you tweeted it out, and I think we kind of like synced up on this off air. He sounds like a head coach. He does. I mean, obviously, he's been a head coach before. But he's been in so many different roles that I, I just feel like at this – I bet you he sounds like better now than he did back when he was head coach of the Lions. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I mean, well, Seasoned. he also worked in uh, Philly as a defensive coordinator. Didn't talk to the media a lot, but still, that's a that's kind of a, a bright spotlight. Um, and, and I think you're right to say it's, it doesn't mean that it's a shot at Kevin Stefanski. But I would say to Kevin Stefanski, there – like and again, it's it's an entry introductory press conference versus a press conference in November when you're four and seven. I do understand the difference in the context, but in terms of the approach, it, I don't need Kevin Stefanski to be Jim Schwartz. But man, if you could just if you could just be a little bit more, a little less robotic, maybe because I don't want to say yeah, more human. That's uh, maybe unfair. Uh, honestly, I, I think that uh, Jim Donovan said this best a couple of weeks ago in Red Zone, and it was like just. 
be a little bit more human, mm-hmm. like be a little more transparent. I think yep. that would get people on your side. And it's so funny because, you know, we're going to get to some calls here in just a moment. 216-578-0092. Um, what did you guys hear that stood out to the Jim Schwartz thing? Um, I really, I really do think that Jim Schwartz, he kind of set a high bar for miles and he was like, you know, I think we can get another level out of miles. And he's like, but I'm setting that bar because that's what it's already been set. And the reality is it's really tough to say, well, a guy that's, it's had 15 sack season multiple times can get better, but yes, he can. And I think when you look in the style of, of defense, they're going to play. That's a style that has turned average edge rushers into double digit guys. Yeah. So in terms of what that could mean for miles, and not just that. Like you know what played back in my head his comments about um about holding the best players most accountable. What what kept going back to my head was Daryl Ryder's piece at the end of the season where he talked to the locker room and players had begged to be held accountable. Like that actually is a good sign. When players say hold me accountable, this isn't happening enough. I think to have a guy who on the defensive side of the ball where it just happens this year's the, the side where it kind of spilled onto public, but to have that I think is really encouraging. It doesn't mean, by the way, it's destined to work out. It doesn't mean it's fail-proof. It de- like, there's still a lot of questions. But, man, it feels night and day, not from Kevin Stefanski to to Joe uh, to, to uh, Jim Schwartz, but from Joe Woods to Jim Schwartz. And I think that personal element, yeah. I think, can only be good for the Browns. No doubt. All right, let's get, let's get uh, some fan reaction. You want, you want to go Murray? Murray! Murray, what's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking a call. Love the show, man. I got to tell you, wasn't it refreshing to get a coach in there that would actually sit and talk to you and not around you? My God. Well, an analogy, right? Can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, he didn't didn't come across as a guy that has a big ego at all. Um, I I, th- I I honestly I just felt like I was just listening to a guy tell tell some good stories and and was really kind of humbled to be here. Yeah, that's my point. I mean, you know, a little bit of a head coach coming out in him there, I think. And my point was this: it's like how many interviews have we sat through with Andrew Barry and and Stefanski, and you ask them a question and they dance around the question every time it's like they're not even it's like why did we even ask you know yeah and i i appreciate the call there mary good stuff buddy um yeah it's 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 interesting you know i don't it'll be interesting to hear how those press conferences sound in july and how they sound in august and right. in september but that was another big part that we heard there like um him saying that andrew barry was somebody that was like kind of his first the connective tissue that kind of brought him here was Andrew Barry and how much he thought of Andrew Barry. Right. It does. It. I think it's really important. Uh, and you know what? We've talked a lot about the defensive head coach and you know how how Kevin Stefanski needs somebody to control that side of the ball. But I think the downside of that is with the wrong guy that turns into um that that turns into Todd Haley, that turns into Todd Grantham. Man, a lot of Todds. Todd, 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 know, Todd. And, and Todd and Lakewood earlier. Um, it does the dual edge here of entrusting somebody to be the head defensive coach, which it didn't seem like Schwartz was pitching there, right? Oh, it's it's Kevin Stefanski's staff, right? Um, I don't know. It feels like it feels like Kevin Stefanski got the guy 
that can both be what he needs without maybe being what people were worried about with other guys and being a threat. And I think that's a really delicate line. To, like, you, you, you want a Wade Phillips. You don't want a Todd Grantham. Every time I think of Todd Grantham, I think of his, his earpiece thing he wore. I just, his headset that looked like he was like a minister. I never saw that guy not completely red-faced and screaming. Oh, my God. I never saw him at like a five. I only saw him at a 10. That's not even fair. A 12 or a one. Same thing with uh, eh, yeah, same thing with Rob Ryan, too, though. Eric, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, how's it going, guys? A um, couple of things I really liked. One, it seemed like, in a weird way, Schwartz kind of felt our pain in the whole, you know, I was here in 95, I watched the team leave, I went to Baltimore. That, that was kind of nice because it felt like he was kind of one of us. Um, the other thing, the players accountable was huge. And is it just me, or did he kind of have like a bit of a Tito vibe to him? Like his I, yeah, you know what? A couple of people things. sent tweets that he does have that Tito vibe, and I'm totally with you on that. And I, I love that. It's such a nice change of pace than the the boring answers we've got for the past couple of years. All right, Eric, we appreciate you, buddy. By the yeah. way, somehow I mix up Todd Grantham and Todd Graham. I mean, they have the same initials. They're both coaches. Yep. Nothing else really in common other than those two things that we could kind of point out. Um, oh, yeah, I've done that. Oh, what both, was the both one? Both weren't great, right? Um, no. Lot, got a lot in common. Yeah. Both had a coaching. <laughs> no. Todd Graham was fine when he wasn't leaving places uh, inexplicably. Um, can I? I think what, what, I can what, sum it up. What do you got? I think I can sum up how I feel about the Jim Schwartz press conference. I think it's totally fair to say, hey, when a press conference. That's totally the right reaction to have. Let's not, let's not, okay, everything's fine. You know, they still need players, and they still need the players that they have to, to be better than they were this last year. That will take time. I don't know that my expectations are all of a sudden, like we talked yesterday, I don't all of a sudden expect this team to be top five defense next year, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's something in between the five best defenses and the five worst defenses, and the closer you can get to those five, the top five, the better you're going to be. I expect him to be closer to the top five than I do the bottom five. I'll give him that. But, like, it did just allow you to take a breath. Is that not, like, kind of – and it's not a moral victory. I Like, it allowed you to just go, okay, they've got a guy who's experienced, a guy who kind of fits what they want – but also has a football background. They've got a guy who, when when like when the going gets tough next year, I would imagine Jim Schwartz is going to have an honest answer on that. Like those were, I know these seems like like simple things, but with the with the different head coaching hire, like I don't know you're getting what you just got or what you will get this fall with Sean Desai. No offense to Sean Desai. He feels like the whipping boy of all of us. Oh, listen, I, I, I think they got it right. I mean, it could have been right with Flores, too. Mm-hmm. But I think going with the more experienced guy, um, it makes a lot of sense. And I listen, I don't get the sense that Jim Schwartz is coming in here mm-hmm. as a threat to Kevin Stefanski. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think Jim Schwartz wants to come in here and, and coach football because he hasn't been able to coach in a couple of years because he's been – you know, on the mend health wise. And now he gets an opportunity to coach a defense that's extremely talented and, and work with some people that he, uh, 
appears to like. I mean, it seems like he likes Kevin Stefanski. Well, and I think I think when this organization does things right, it's people doing their individual jobs, right? And when, I, when I say that, I'm I'm talking like um, I think Bill Callahan is a like a truly great offensive line coach. You don't hear Bill Bill Callahan trying to also coach the quarterbacks, right? Like. I think it's really, really crucially important. This organ, the way they built the organization, is like one giant corporation. It it is layered the way you would layer PNC, the way you would layer um, any. You know, uh, I almost said Rubberstone. That's not a thing. Um, Goodyear. Goodyear. Thank you. Rubberstone. Something rubber. Yeah. Something rubber. Rubber rubber duck. Any of the rubber companies, um, rubber based in the name, whatever. But first energy, first energy, we got all of them, any of the potential uh, fortune 500 companies. But the importance of that is like we mentioned the Bob Quinn thing, like Bob Quinn has a role, right? Uh, Cat Rach has a role, Glenn Cook, and they all have individual responsible responsibilities that they cover. I think Joe Woods did a fine job of staying in his lane. Joe Woods, I don't think was ever a threat to to um, Kevin Stefanski, but I also think like Jim Schwartz can be a cannot be a threat to Kevin Stefanski, but he can also be a fail safe for the Browns. Because if you like this last year, like let's say Jimmy had gone uh, hog wild, and Jimmy just decided I'm a fire Stefanski, and I'm going to make um, I'm going to make Joe Woods the the head coach for just the interim head coach. Would anybody have felt that you had a chance in hell down the stretch? No. You wouldn't. I mean, even Bill Callahan, who, and it, you know, Bill went to the Super Bowl as a head coach. Bill was the head coach in Nebraska. If, you had, if Bill was your interim head coach, I don't think all of us would feel like that could salvage the season. If in the event anything does go poorly with, with Kevin Stefanski and you had to get rid of him before the end of the season – Jim Schwartz to me would be a guy that you would be like, oh well, let's see what he can do. You know what I mean? Like it's not so many interim coaches you look at and say, oh that guy's it's, this is just going to be a bloodbath. Yeah. And by the way, you don't have a first round pick next year, so there there's no gain for you to do that. So like, I don't feel like if they had to, I don't feel like Jim Schwartz would be a, a zero sum game if you ended up having to go to him if Kevin Stefanski had issues this year. Or if the leadership issues with Kevin Stefanski still came up. That's a nice peace of mind. That's what that press conference was to me. It's all peace of mind. And listen, maybe it was because we're, we're so used to hearing um, the coach speak and, and just the robotic stuff come out of whether it be Andrew Berry or Kevin Stefanski or Joe Woods or whoever talks um, that we hear most often that that was just so refreshing. Two one six five seven eight double zero nine two. Was it not? It was. It was really, really refreshing. It was like a nice. It was like a nice iced tea on like a ninety. Like I, I needed day. a bourbon to listen to that. Yeah, it was. It was like a uh, not speakeasy. What's the what FDR used to have? Fireside chat. If, it was if, a fire. If, it was, it was if, like the the Phil Mickelson thing. If Jim Schwartz did a fireside chat every Saturday I, at like nine o'clock at night. I would totally listen to it. Just being I mean, honest, he he could post a live like uh, whatever you, you, Twitter live, Instagram live every Saturday mm-hmm. at like like I said nine a.m. Yep, and there'd be a 
hundred thousand people there. Making nine p.m. Nine p.m. Nine oh, a.m. Yeah. is very early. Nine a.m. is early, early for a fireside chat. Uh, with, with, with 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 the children. Yeah, with the children. It's it's way too much there. His answer there, Dustin, on staffing to yeah. me was the most surprising thing I heard from surprising. That it was telling. It was um, not something you typically hear. Yeah, and I I do wonder like like he didn't even say like oh I'm gonna maybe bring in some of my guys mm-hmm. he didn't say I'm gonna interview some of these guys like it sounds like he's now again him and him and Stefanski could have a wink wink deal where they know what's gonna happen and and Stefanski may have guys that he wants out that he wants Schwartz to replace mm-hmm. but at least from a press conference standpoint it it came across as is a very much um, he came across as a subordinate. Yeah, and it it felt like to me, I took that as there's not going to be any more changes in the defensive staff, which would be really interesting. I mean, it's very very rare in the NFL you just swap out defensive coordinators and there's no staff changes around that. I mean, I again, I, I don't think it's good or bad, but like uh, we actually had uh, a, a tweet at us during the actual press conference. And it was Scott Bayless and Twitter reactions brought to you by uh, Scheibman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. And Scott said, does anyone else think it's ridiculous the Browns are trying to sell us on Jim Schwartz being the savior for this defense and he'll fix the lack of accountability, discipline, and culture? Those are things that should be coming from the head coach, not the defensive coordinator. I think it's a fair rebuttal. I think it's a fair concern to have. I would also say... The last two years, the defense has been disappointing. No matter how they finished last year, uh, sorry, uh, in in twenty twenty one, it's been a disappointment. And so to hear Jim Schwartz have what we felt like we were missing, it's not about fixing. Listen, Kevin Stefanski is still going to have to handle the bigger picture stuff like accountability and culture. But to have a coach who's been a head coach, to have a head coach who certainly does seem like a guy who has an interesting philosophy on accountability, I don't think it's Jim Schwartz fixes everything, but I do think it it's it's a huge step in fixing things. Just hiring the right guy. Yeah. I listen, I, I think they made the right hire. And they could have made another hire that could have been the right hire. The one thing they didn't do was make the wrong hire, in my opinion. And Jim Schwartz could come in here. And I, I listen, I don't expect him to, to have this team be like a top 10 defense next year, but let's just be like capable. Like, let's just run to the football. Let's do the little things that are right. Let's hold each other accountable. I loved his, his comments about holding the best players to the highest accountability mm-hmm. because that allows you to coach the other players. That's so true. And that's true, not just in football, but that's true in life. Like, if you've got a boss that just lets people skate by because they're they're a higher profile person in the company, yep, it makes the morale of the team go down. Yep, yep, and I think it's I think a lot of things have been overly magnified because of the last couple of years of struggles. I think Kevin Stefanski. I have real doubts about him in terms of leadership and accountability. I would also say they're not the same kind of leadership and accountability issues I've had with coaches who finished much, much worse. Like yesterday on Twitter, I had actually tweeted out last night because I was just curious to see what people say. I'm still getting responses right now. And I said, like, how many players do you guys think the Browns are away? And, you know, 53. And then there were people like, well, you're two starting defensive tackles and an edge and two starting linebackers and a safety. 
The reality is the margins in the NFL aren't that yeah, but, big. But can't every team be like, yeah, we're like, you know, we, we need a defensive tackle. We need a linebacker. Boy, yep. we, could, we could definitely use a corner. You know, maybe a left tackle. Like, even teams that are in the playoffs have holes. I don't think the Browns' culture is that far away. I'm sorry. I think it's I think it's closer to start being, start over. Yes, thank you. Because I don't, because I think what you're trying to say. Let me let me just jump in. You get it. I think what you're trying to say is I don't think the roster is that far away. Mm-hmm. The culture is what needs to change. Yes. Am I right or wrong? And yes. And I and I think I think the culture needs tweaked. And I think the culture specifically on the defensive side of the ball was worse. Last year the culture was the problem on offense, right? What did you do? You got rid of Baker. You got rid of Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, and the problem is, Nick, when you've got uh, an offense and a defense, and I loved what actually love what Brandon Staley said today when he's he's uh, talking about looking for a new OC, and he wants the offense and defense to kind of be married to each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. And when you've got these two sides of the football, and I've seen it before, that are not, like basically two teams within a team, that's a problem. Like you need everybody to be pushing towards the common goal, as opposed to be like, man, our offense is is holding up the end of the bargain. Defense stinks. Then you got people pointing fingers. Then you, th- that creates those internal issues. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.